GW? Maybe we got the wrong abandoned tower. in the night. I am the toddler kicking the front seat of crime. I am the motorcycle your face? Drink! Oh, hey, I'll help like a hurricane here on the Duckburg Files, a DuckTales podcast. I'm your host, Tori Stone. And I'm your host, Vix Martins. He is the tail flops in the night. He is the scourge pecking at your nightmares. He is Darkwing Duck. Today we're reviewing Season 3, Episode 12, Let's Get Dangerous. We open night, St. Canard. Launchpad drives the limo. Oh, with the boys and Scrooge on the way to McDuck Enterprises. Always to be wary of. Oncoming traffic. <laughs> this entire limo scene is just an absolute riot from start to finish. With Scrooge not being able to turn off the monitor to all of the facial expressions of the boys. Yes. Especially Dewey's eyes when, they say, when he says nerd stuff. Yep. And just Dewey and Launchpad trying to keep the little secret. And then Louie being like, so your pal Jake is Darkwing Duck, isn't he? What? (laughs) No. It's clearly a priceless scene, I must admit. So why are they heading into St. Canard? To head to McDuck's um, St. Canard lab. Where we will meet a familiar face for some, a non-familiar face to others. Right. And while they're doing it, while they're doing it, Dewey and Launchpad are off to see the one and only Terror Who Flaps on the Night, which we see perched up on the bridge as the title rolls in. Right before he trips and falls right into the water. <laughs> Yelling multiple phrases of pain. Yep, poor Darkwing. And when we get to McDuck Enterprises, we're met with Dr. Taurus Bulba, who is voiced by James Iglehart. And he is most, he's most famously known for being the original genie on Broadway. He's also been, if you're keeping up with animation, you might recognize him as Lance from Tangled the Series. And he is here voicing Dr. Bulba, who on the surface, seems like he's a good guy. Such a nice fellow to make a duck in the kids. It's like picking up kids with no problem. You can almost assume he was a Greek god. <laughs> Saying I'm praising both Louie and Huey for Huey's robotics badge and Louie's... Um... And while they're about to go see this top secret project, Dewey and Launchpad head up to a tower, which seems to be 
the wrong abandoned tower until... Darkwing Duck spurts out from a cloud of purple smoke with another iconic line of, I am the terror who flaps in the night. I am the toddler kicking at the backseat of crime. I am... Is that motorcycle your face? <laughs> Before Launchpad grabs him, swooping him into a hug, talking about how excited he is to see him. Yeah, they're best buddies. And they're about to... And they're so excited to fight crime, but they're... And then Dewey goes over to the uh, supercomputer, only to find out there is no crime. And the supercomputer who tells them that is named Wanda, and she's voiced by... Jamelia Jamel herself. Yes, who we already know as the voice of Gandra D. And also, she's also on, popular on The Good Place. But Launchpad thinks there must be supervillains because he has trading cards with the Fearsome Four on them with their episode titles they first appeared in. Bush Roots number three being Beauty and the Beat. Muggavolt's number eight being Duck Blind. Quacker Jack's number 19 being Days of Blunder. And of course, Liquidator's number 36 being Dry Hard. Yep. And then Darkwing trying to be the cool guy that he is, says that there definitely was crime, and they just barely missed it. Wanda, however, tries to disprove him before Darkwing shuts off the computer. <laughs> Dewey is then also disappointed because he really wanted to, to film this documentary, and it could have gotten him 20, even 25 viewers. I mean, so many views. But wow. Drake's optimistic and he says, you want to fight crime? Then let's get dangerous. And then in the background of that, you have Launchpad geeking out. As all of us are. He is all of the Darkwing fans. Exactly. So back to Bulba. He unveils the ramrod. And what does the ramrod do? It creates things. Wow. Out of seemingly nothing. But Huey suspects something with that key. He looks at him and he's like, Bulba's a little suspicious. It's definitely something going down there. And then we cut back to Darkwing and Dewey and Launchpad. And they're looking out for crime and there just doesn't seem to be any. And then his vain self is like, can you film from the other side? My chin looks weird at this angle. Yep, he looks so dramatic <laughs> until it cuts to a zoom in with 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 Launchpad holding up Dewey and Dewey <laughs> holding up the camera. Because people are nature's tripods. Yes, exactly. But it gets so boring that even though Launchpad treasures every hour, they are here. <laughs> Dewey gets bored and I was like, Gizmo Duck, can you come down? <laughs> but then there seems like there might be a crime. The camera pans down and then we see some mysterious people moving some objects. It looks like they might be robbing some apartments. Ooh, robbers. <laughs> Jake swoops down, trying to throw out another one of his iconic um that flops in the night lines 
not being able to get the full line out. And he starts attacking the people. And he he does a decent enough job at it before realizing, looking at the Turk, and oh no, these are movers. Yeah, they're just trying to do their job. And Drake being the humble superhero that he is helps load in the rest of the stuff all by himself. Mm-hmm. We do actually notice that's the same moving tuck that Launchpad almost accidentally crashes into on the highway. These movers have had a rough night. <laughs> they have. And then Darkwing starts to have an existential crisis over how he's not a good superhero with no, because there's no crime to fight. Ah, yes. Poor Darkwing. However, at least the cape looked good, right? Yeah. At least, despite all that, he looked cool. But so, Dewey and Launchpad notice somebody who might be sneaking in. Somebody's actually breaking into a place. Yes. They look across at, a, at the building that just happened to be um, the St. Canard Lab. And there's somebody trying to climb up through the window washer to see them cut a hole in, in the glass using what seems to be an arrow and jumping in. Dick is, however, too distracted. So Launchpad and Dewey have to direct his attention to the mysterious person. He yells out how there's a crime and he goes to fight it. Yeah, well, and when they get there, the alleged villain is trying to take the key before Darkwing shows up in his classic entrance line. Ah, yes. He almost pulls out a full entrance line before realizing the mysterious person was running away. However... Get back here. I'm not finished. (laughs) (laughs) However, the person is stopped after they crash into Launchpad and fall onto the floor. (laughs) And they're going to need a waiver to be in Dewey's show. Ah, yes. Dewey does get them to sign a waiver. I, so Darkwing I, picks up the villain, and it just happens to be... Someone who we soon see quite a bit. However, Jake is not sure who this mysterious person is yet. Yeah, it's How just a little girl. It's a little girl. Who it is, we're not sure. The so kicks him kicks in the him. and runs away, saying something about how Taurus Bulba can't know that they're there. We don't know why. I can't know. So she flees and leaves Darkwing, Launchpad, and Dewey to face the wrath of the security guards. Mm-hmm. But then Scooge and the kids walk in, and Scooge take, takes the blame for Dewey and Launchpad. However, he apparently does not know this masked mallard. Even though he started a movie for him. They fought the moon together. He dressed up as him. Alas, <laughs> poor Scooge doesn't remember Jake. But Taurus Bulba knows exactly who he is. A hero. Yeah, he makes big media press about how he stopped this alleged thief. And even somebody who we knew from the previous season shows up. Zan Owlson, who is now moved up in the woods. She's the mayor of St. Canard. Yeah, she's doing way better. Yeah. Uh, she's not tied down by idiot millionaires or billionaires. Mm-hmm. 
And so she congratulates Darkwing for his accomplishments and presents him with the key to the city. Despite Zan being able to pick him up, it is apparently too heavy for Darkwing and he drops it twice on his foot. Yep. And then Taurus Bulba says for safekeeping, he better keep his key on him. And then we see Huey being suspicious of him again. And then Lily walks up and he's all like, what are you doing? It scares him, causing all of um, his things to fall out of um, Huey's hat. It seems this to be is Dewey's to- hat. <laughs> and so Huey is still suspicious of all of what was going on. He doesn't understand how you can make something out of nothing. Mm-hmm. And then we cut back to Darkwing, who is now a special guest. On the very popular internet show, to Dewey, it's very popular. Dewey Denight. Dewey Denight. Live in St. Canard. We see Huey holding up a couple of photos of Darkwing. One of them that happened to seem quite interesting. Darkwing in a bathrobe. However, he still had his mask on. Why you gotta keep your you gotta keep your secret identity safe in the shower. You never know when a villain might strike. Exactly. Logic. But during this live stream, uh, someone shows back up. It's a party. We hear a um a voice that we just heard earlier of a little girl. She sat upon the motorcycle, and was talking all about how she was very easily able to chase them back to the tower because the res- of the residue the- from the- smoke bomb Along left traces of salt water. Was live streaming the entire thing. Yep. You gotta think, Dewey. It's not smart. Jake is all panicking because how did she manage to break into the tower? I mean... And she spots a familiar couchphrase, Keen Gear, as she runs around the tower. Keen Gear. <laughs> and when he finally catches up with her, we finally figure out who she is. It's she Goslin. Is, it is Goslin, who is voiced by Stephanie Beatrice. And she is popular as the voice, I mean, not the voice, who plays Rosa Diaz on the show Brooklyn Nine-Nine. But here she's voicing Goslin Mallard, who is now Latinx, which is cool with the diversity. Yes, we stand that diversity. Jake happens to call her a villain because she did sort of break into two places in 24 hours. She has to explain her entire backstory. That backstory happened to be that, um... Her grandpa, Dr. Wattlemeyer, worked on the ramrod under Taurus Bulba. And um, one night, her grandpa realized that there was something wrong with um, the ramrod. And so he went into work to fix the problem. However, he never came back. Yeah, now he's been missing. And now Goslin doesn't wear her iconic shirt anymore. She was wearing in the flashback. Mm-hmm. A reference to the old Goslin. And she says how she's got to prove that he's guilty and 
get back her grandpa. But Drake is hesitant. I mean, Darkwing is hesitant because he doesn't want to ruin the reputation of the only person in St. Canard so far who believes in him. Mm-hmm. So Goslin storms off and she's all upset, but somebody who has, who is familiar with looking for people who are lost chases after her. It was Dewey. And Dewey gives her this whole cute little speech about how he understands when someone's gone missing and how it feels to have someone believe in you. And says how he could be her Webby. She, however, doesn't understand that. <laughs> I mean, we'll do it. It's Gaz for it, Goslin. It's like, just stop. Kids will be kids. And then Lance um, confronts Jake about the whole situation and it's just like, you know, we could always try to help her just figure out what happened and if she is telling the truth, we could help her. While Dewey tries to explain the joke, which makes it less funny. (laughs) (laughs) Always gotta explain it. And so they rush off to try to go to see what they can find about the ramrod. Meanwhile, other people have suspicions about the ramrod. Yep. Yui comes in and he starts questioning Taurus Bulba. How do you make something out of nothing? And then Taurus Bulba tries to like beat it off as like, oh, he's just a little kid asking questions. But Scrooge knows to believe him when something is not right. Mm-hmm. And so he has to see the ramrod plans. And then we cut to a scene with Launchpad, um, DW, Goslin, and Dewey in event. Jake. Which gives us major Spider-Man into the Spider-Verse vibes. Definitely. DW jumps down and then turns on the um the the, the non-see-through glass before walking backwards and Gosselin jumping on top of him. He falls to the ground. Dewey jumping on top of him falls to the ground again. And then to finish it all off, Launchpad jumping on top of him and crushing him. And then they search around for clues. Until somebody comes over to the door. They all gotta hide. They all have to hide. Dewey grabs the vent cover and goes under the table. Launchpad jumps into a plant. (laughs) (laughs) Jumps up onto one of the light fixtures. And right at the last second, Jake hops into the filing cabinet. Yep. Which is inconvenient because Taurus Bulba was looking for a file. <laughs> Taurus Bulba comes in with Huey, Louie, and Scooge um, and pulls out this giant index book from the filing cabinets. And while he was pulling that out and Jake sort of struggling in there trying not to get caught, <laughs> Jake happens to spot a photo. photo Very of familiar photo. So Taurus Bulba gives them the index to go see the plans for the Ramrod, and so they leave. And then Taurus Bulba is like, ah, pleasure to see you, Darkwing. And he jumps out of the filing cabinet and has an amazingly animated, I'm fluidly animated scene with Jake, like accordion style. And the sound effects. That's his iconic. Yep, 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 yep. Yes, a, a wonderful iconic line from the old series. 
and he grabs the photo and he's like, who's this? And it's a photo of Taurus Bulba, Dr. Wattlemeyer, and Gosselin. Mm-hmm. And then Taurus Bulba says how um, Dr. Wattlemeyer used to be his quote unquote best friend and how he was too smart for his own good sometimes. And he had to hide up this quote unquote accident so people didn't think that Dr. Wattlemeyer was crazy. And Gosselin is not happy about that. He jumps down onto Taurus Bulba, kicking him, causing Taurus Bulba to crush um, DW against a wall. And then she grabs the key from Taurus and storms out the door. He goes chasing after her, almost con- almost um, cornering her on the stairs before Dewey runs in. She tosses the key to Dewey. And then you have this whole scene of Dewey and um, Gosling going back and forth, avoiding Taurus Bulba um, to get the key. Gosling ends up with the key. She's about to stick it into the ramrod, but Darkwing gets in her way. Yeah. In the background, we just happened to see Launchpad jump onto Taurus Bulba. Talk about Launchpad's Bulba. really holding his own this episode. He's a yeah. good fighter in this episode. <laughs> and then Drake tries to explain that stealing this key isn't going to bring him back, but Goslin says that he's not dead, he's just in another dimension. And then, Interesting. So we cut back to Huey and Louie and Scrooge, who are looking at the plans. And then Louie tries to tell him he's crazy that not everything is a missing mystery. And then he says missing mysteries and he pulls out Isabella Finch's journal. And then he turns and he finds Salego, Salego Circuit, who was a mad thinker that believed every fictional world was actually a dimension to another dimension. When Salego is a reference to the early Disney Afternoon comics, and it was a running series between a bunch of Disney Afternoon shows. So that's a cool reference that they brought back. Yeah, definitely. And then we cut back to the fight. Got a where... lot of references in there. So we cut back to the fight, and Launchpad's wrestling Taurus Fulba while, he, while Goslin and Drake come to the epiphany that he might just be alive in a different dimension somewhere. Um, Jake still, however, doesn't think this is the right thing to do until he doesn't let her. And then Taurus Bulba, finally, um, they all stop fighting. And Jake is like, all right, so if you say that this invention is so safe, then why don't we test it out? Taurus is not happy. And he says that they ask too many questions and he tries to knock them out. And then they said to knock them both into another dimension. He sticks in the key to the ramrod and loads up some perhaps familiar villains from an old TV show. Wait, but that doesn't happen yet. First, Goslin tries to take the key Uh, and then she jumps out the window to the window washer. They have the whole fight. Cut out that bit because that didn't happen yet. Yeah. Yeah. And then... So Taurus Bobo looks like he's about to like get Goslin. He says it's over until somebody swoops in to save her. Drake puts a smoke bomb down and he gets a good bunch of punches into Taurus Bulba. 
But Taurus Bulba does eventually get the key back before Goslin ends up being thrown down. Jake doesn't have time to get the key, and so he swoops down to try to grab Goslin. He manages to grab her, however, has one hand holding onto her, and so he can't swoop with his cape. They're yep. both panicking until Goslin does this amazing move of swinging up onto him and tying the cape to his legs. And, though, and then the parachuting down and the launch pad comes running out the door and then catches both of them in his arms. And the family is together. Families are finally back together, what we've all been waiting for. Yep. And they're all saying how it was so cool what just happened. <laughs> and then Goslin wants to use the key to get their grandpa back, but the... Uh, but he says he didn't grab the key because he was saving Goslin. So they go, let's go get Bulba, but then he's gone. And then Scrooge and Huey and Louie. No, first Dewey runs into Scrooge and Louie and Huey, and they all get back together. Their family's back together, and they go to confront Bulba. And he's, he's trying to get it to work and how he's going to change the world. Scrooge tells him to shut it down, and then. He says that it, he says it's dangerous, and so he decides let's get dangerous, and that's when, and that's when the four villains come out. Four familiar villains from an old yep, team the, also titled Darkwing Duck. Yeah, one and only fearsome four. Yeah, Bushroot, Quacker Jack, Liquidator, and Megavolt. We cut to, I think that's really the halfway point of the episode. And so we cut to a bunch of news stations breaking down. Bushroot is all over the bridge. He's got vines everywhere. How, and we see another familiar person. We see the one and only Gizmo Duck. It's Fenton. Yeah. We actually haven't mentioned Fenton, Fenton yet, but he was the one who hooked up. Darkwing with all of his gizmos in the lab, in the lair. They're best friends. They just got confirmed to be best friends, and I love that. However, Darkwing surprisingly <laughs> doesn't know that Fenton is Gizmoduck. The only person who doesn't know is the only person who should be able to know mm-hmm. easily. The other superhero doesn't know. <laughs> Jake is actually convinced that, that Fenton doesn't like Gizmoduck. <laughs> Just hates them. And after Mayor Allison is on the news telling everyone to stay in their homes and that Darkwing needs to step up because when there's trouble, you call DW. The Launchpad and Goslin are so convinced he'll be so excited to fight all these villains. But he's not, though. He has no idea what to do. So motivational there, Darkwing. <laughs> yep. And so... Goslin's trying to tell him to like snap out of it. He gets launch pad of panic too, saying that this is his fault because he always dreams that the Darkwing TV show is real. So Goslin eventually is trying to be like, give him a pep talk, like, gotta fight all these villains. And so they cut to some security camera footage of all the fearsome four. And they all seem to be targeting one Disney Afternoon character, one little cop who's also happens to be a tune. It's bonkers. Yep. 
Will Santana's favorite Disney afternoon show. <laughs> oh, poor Will. <laughs> but at least he's getting beat senseless. <laughs> so that's good. We see a little bit of the fearsome force powers there. And Goslin's rushing over to the motorcycle, to the rat catcher, trying to get him all to come. But Darkwing says, this isn't like last time. It's very dangerous. You should not come. And Launchrad points out, children are the best in adventures. And he says, that's what we need, an adventure family. He decides that Goslin would be the Dewey. Lucky. Would be the launch pad. I thought he was the launch pad, launch pad. <laughs> he can't be the launch pad. Launchpad would be the uncle. <laughs> the most important part in there. He does two both uncles catchphrases. Bless me bagpipes. Ah, fooey. <laughs> Launchpad. So they load up into the rat catcher finally with with um with Launchpad and Gosselin sitting in the in the sidecar and the launchpad sticks a helmet onto Gosselin. <laughs> he says, let's get dangerous in the safest way possible. <laughs> See, that, that, there's actually a parallel because back in the buddy system episode, Launchpad says, well, we just have to get dangerous, but in the safest way possible. And now in this, Jake's the one saying it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so they're off to fight Quacker Jack because Wanda tells him that there's a crime in progress in the abandoned toy warehouse district because there's an entire district for that mm-hmm. and then i think we skipped over bradford shows up bradford buzzard shows up mm-hmm. to confront taurus bulba and saying that they are not supervillains. taurus bulba has learned he doesn't need fell anymore he's powerful enough with all these supervillains. so he mm-hmm. captures so he has the supervillains capture bradford and put him in the same Glass prison that they have the boys in, but Scrooge is not there. We don't know where Scrooge is right now. Mm-hmm. Scrooge is also missing. And so Bradford is with the boys, and they think he says he's con- he was concerned for Scrooge's well being, and that's why he came down. But Huey says something different. He knows why he's really there. He's afraid that it's going to cost McDuck Enterprises money. Wow, that's that's the biggest thing to be concerned about right now, the money. Yeah. <laughs> so Louie ends up picking the lock. We appreciate how far Louie's lock-picking skills have come since the dime episode. Well, he had to get a tiny robot to pick a lock for him. Now he can do it all his own. He can also apparently pick the lock on the bin. Which is very concerning, considering how much it could have on the bin. Yeah. And so... So Bradford tells he's got a little pen, lapel, and he asks Black Heron to come and pick him up. And he goes with the boys to try and escape. <laughs> so we cut back to the trio and they're in the abandoned toy house warehouse district. And then we see the one and only It's Quacker Jack. <laughs> who is still voiced by his original voice actor, Michael Bell. Sounds like he's having the time of his life. Maybe it's just that Quacker Jack is always having the time of his life, but I believe that Michael Bell was having a good time voicing him again. Definitely agreed. He was so ecstatic. 
So we have the two trying to figure out what to do and Launchpad misinterpreting um, DW's question <laughs> and thinking that everyone might be hungry, but instead like DW's a good uncle. what he thinks they should do about the, the situation. And Launchpad's all like, you know, this sounds a lot like that one episode of Darkwing Duck. Oh yeah, how'd that start again? <laughs> Daring Duck of Mystery. Right. <laughs> and as that's going on, um, DW happened to have um, holding Gosselin back from running away. However, she unzipped her coat and ran off. Yep. So when we cut back to the boys in Bradford, so while they're at the toy warehouse, Gosselin sees this little, little plushie on the floor and she keeps kicking it. Well, you're not supposed to kick that. That's Mr. Banana Brain. You can't kick Mr. Banana Brain. Mr. Banana Brain. <laughs> and then Darkwing catches her and she says, it's too dangerous for you to be out here all alone. What are you thinking? And then Launchpad comes back, still recounting the episode, making lists on his hands. And he says, after commercial for juice boxes, it was it just turns out that it was distraction for something. And then behind them, a giant quacker jack robot, which yeah. I have to admit looked awesome. Yeah. Cracker Jack's been up in his game in the toys. Mm-hmm. And so they're all driving away, and Goslin's like, Where are you going? You're going the wrong way. You mean away from the 30 foot robot? No, they eventually not. outsmart him. They drive into a tunnel and they drive into one of those like holes in the tunnel. So when Cracker Jack comes on the other side, he doesn't see them. And walks away. And so then they're trying to figure out what to do. And... Well, Launchpad says everyone seems a bit dehydrated, so he's adding orange slices to the list. Speaking of dehydrated, a villain shows up. Liquidator. Who is also, just like Megavolt was back in Boy the Buddy System, is also being voiced by... Keith Ferguson, the man of so much range. And his liquidator is all right. You know, it's not the original, obviously, but it's still pretty good. Gosling runs off trying to face him, and then Darkwing's just desperately trying to catch up with her. We never see that fight, though. And it cuts back to Bradford and the boys, who are trying to find a way to escape. And the only way to get through one door is to go through with a fami- another familiar villain in it. It's Bush Root. But it doesn't look exactly like our Bush Root. He looks a little more primal, a little more uh, monster trapped in, a man trapped inside a monster type thing. Mm-hmm. And Frank went in, Frank and Gonas went in detail about why he made that. He said he was so traumatized by Twin Beaks. He wanted to share his trauma with the rest of the world. <laughs> Very creepy looking Bush Root there. But he definitely seemed a lot more powerful. Yeah, he's got power set even the original Bushroot didn't have. They are trying to get past Bushroot, but they can't touch any of his roots or they'll let or it'll let him know that he's that they're there. Everyone seems to be getting through pretty decently, but then you have Dewey singing. He's gotta <laughs> sing his Dewey version of the Darkwing theme song. One this trouble called D E W. He wants Bradford to give him a saxophone. But then Black Heron keeps calling. 
He's trying. She's trying to contact him, and they're all wondering what it is, what he's up to. And Dewey just happens to stumble on one of the vines and awaken. Yep, and then he comes after them before they can all run out and try and get the vines back by crushing them in the drawer, the door. And then we see Badford very upset and snaps at the kid, kids, saying, talking about how all the bad things that happened with 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 Magica and fighting the Moon People and whatnot. It's not their fault. And so they finally get the door closed, and he, and. He says, oh, it's just one of my spells. I'm just having a bad day. And he's got to take his brain medicine. And he has the little pin that's been talking to him. And he says, and they say, why don't you take your mess medicine? And he <laughs> just swallows it, even though he doesn't want to. And all the boys are, like, very suspicious of him right now. We cut back to the tower. And they're all absolutely soaked. Because we just fought the liquidator and we didn't get to see. <laughs> DW thinks that they should call the night, but Gosselin thinks that they should go back out there and continue fighting. I've changed they- their clothes. And all kind of just like, wait, you guys have a change of clothes? <laughs> <laughs> so Gosselin's running around trying to go to the next villain. There's a Tron. And when she opens the closet to get the gas gun, which has the grappling hook in it, because they're trying to phase out guns because of sensors, um, she sees we see a little Tron splitter in the closet, which is cool. And then she runs back and she's trying to find another villain. And then Fenton, who keeps trying to call, we keep messing that up. Fenton keeps trying to call. And Drake's always like, we're too busy right now. And he's like, oh, it's okay. I'm flexible, even though he's fighting all those vines at the bridge. <laughs> this gives him a duck. And then Jake gives this very fatherly, like, yelling at her, saying, when you're under my roof, you listen and do what I say. And then Goslin stops back at him, like, you're not my family. And she runs away, all upset. Hmm. And then the launch pad confronts her while she's all sad and they're sitting at the window and the launch pad is just like, wow, it's such a beautiful night. <laughs> and destruction is going on. <laughs> and he has this really sweet conversation with Gosselin saying that DW has been staying up the past couple nights talking to Fenton, trying to figure out some way to save her gra- save her grandpa. This is definitely my favorite scene in the whole episode. Is this conversation between Drake and Fenton? Mm-hmm. This is the Darkwing we've been waiting to see—the one that will do absolutely anything for Goslin. Yeah, he's like half falling asleep, saying like, "No, no, no! This, this—it it can't be true. There has to be some other way." Okay, Goslin tucks him in, so Goslin convinces him to get some rest and like puts him to bed. And he hums the little girl blue. Yeah, we, we didn't get a full lullaby, but that was just sweet in and of itself. In the middle of the night, Jake is awoke, DW is awoken by um by Wanda saying how there was a crime in progress and how they should probably go check it out. Jake decides not to wake up Gosselin and goes out on his own to to the labs. Fight all of the fearsome four at the same time. Mm-hmm. That was definitely a bad decision. Yeah. 
And when Goslin, well, Launchpad makes pancakes, and Goslin wakes up and she sees that he's not there and that he's going to fight all of them. And Launchpad's like, let's go get him, let's go get him. And then Goslin's like, no, Darkwing was right. We got to be smart about this. It's not a show, but they don't know that. And she asks Launchpad what he knows about Darkwing villains. And then we see a scene with with the fearsome force sounding Bulba, who's holding um, a computer, and they see Darkwing, and then they're just like, what is he doing? Doesn't he usually have this big, grand opening speech? I've never seen him just stand there before. So the villains head out to go fight him, and DW is just outnumbered by the villains. Right. And then we cut back to the uh the ramrod they finally make it there and then we see where scrooge has been <laughs> he got, in an yeah. alternate dimension that just happened to look quite a bit like ducktales 1987 and the sea monster ate his ice cream the boys are wondering how he knows so much about this and they're pestering him with questions and finally he coughs up the uh voice chip that he swallowed and we hear Black Karen talking about Fal again and then they find out that he's the bad guy Mm -hmm. he says that that depends on your point of view except for right now which I definitely am and then he throws all three boys into the same dimension Scrooge is in Mm -hmm. there's some of the old show there Mm -hmm. and then he runs away when the fearsome four start coming in with Darkwing tied up. And Tars Boba says how they're going to change the world. He's trying to make a video addressing the world leaders mm-hmm. and says that they're going to get rid of them and rid of him. And Darkwing is like, what? And he was like, that's good. We'll keep it. Make sure you get his reaction. And Megavolt's like, all right, Gladys, make sure that you make the boss look nice. But before that, Quackerjacks were not right there because he was at the door. Ah, uh, yes. And we happen to see two people there dressed up as some old Darkwing villains. You have Launchpad and Goslin as Jambalaya Jake and the Bugmaster. Yep, and, Jambal- and then Launchpad is doing its Jambalaya Jake impression. <laughs> <laughs> and um, he's like, uh, uh, Quacker Jack's like C series villains, but he's like, all right, just let him in. The more the merrier. And since he let them in, Launchpad and Goslin are up, and they're seeing all of this, and they go ahead and strike. However, before that, Goslin is just all panky, like, "I'm Launchpad. Can we actually do this? They're, they're villains." And then Real danger gives her this another sweet little speech of about how like yeah it's dangerous but it things might not always turn out right and we might fail he referring to darkwing knows this best yep and so they he throws a smoke down bomb down and goslin gets the entrance line i am the terror that flaps in the night i am the technical different technical difficulty you're about to experience and he says, where's Darkwing Duck? And Launchpad unties him and he kicks Boba in the face. Mm-hmm. And then we get and this are... 
dramatic fight scene. Yep, and they're about to fight all the villains while Goslin tries to find her grandpa. And Goslin's like, you're a launch pad actor. How are you going to fight all the villains? <laughs> well, technically, Bushroot <laughs> isn't, a villain, isn't a villain per se. Per se. <laughs> and then the she's ner- like, oh yeah, I remember. You guys are a bunch of nerds. And, and they all run towards family scene of Goslin running in, followed by Darkwing and Launchpad, and them all yelling, let's get dangerous. Yay. So they go off in a fight. Episode titles drop in. All of them getting defeated. I think Quacker Jack gets blasted with water because he redirects it. And then Bushroot gets knocked out when he gets kicked by uh, Darkwing, and then uh, Megavol- and then of course he throws Megavolt at Liquidator, which knocks them both out. And all the while, Goslin's trying to find her grandpa. He's not in the Fluffy Dogs dimension. <laughs> and she frees Scrooge and the boys. And they are very confused. <laughs> like, why are our heads so round? What does Quackaroonie even mean? The sea monster did not eat my ice cream. <laughs> Gosselin is realizing the Ramad is starting to get unstable. If she continues searching for any longer, something bad is going to happen. And Jake is like trying to fight off Taurus Bulba to, to, to give her more time to do it. But she decides there's only one thing I can do now. And she pulls out her iconic crossbow little reference to Quiverwing Quack there, and she shoots the Ramrod. Explosion happens. All well, the fearsome four is sent back, unfortunately. <laughs> unfortunately. Um, Taurus Bulba, we don't exactly see what happens to him after this, but he also gets knocked out, and Gosselin is there on the floor crying as Darkwing comes to face her in a hug and attempt to comfort her. Yeah. And then we have to wrap up the DuckTail storyline because we have to find out where Bradford went and he escapes in a, in a foul-labeled helicopter. <laughs> Black heron. Suppose you'd like to come in an unmarked helicopter. Scrooge <laughs> is just like, oh, life is about to get just that much bit more dangerous. Yep. <laughs> Then we have a, the very last scene is in the tower. Gosselin is sitting there going through some photos and Darkwing back in his regular clothing as Jake um, is, is trying to, to comfort her, letting her know everything will be okay. And that launch pad happens to know some pretty advanced scientists yep. um, who could help them in the future to try to find her grandpa. And he asks her if she wants to be his sidekick. Yay. No, it's a very... No, it's because... I think it's because she's like, she still has... She still might have a family out there, so he doesn't want to pressure her into a new one. Mm -hmm. And Launchpad and Dewey find it so 
It's so much in the feels, and then Dewey tells him to go to them. And Watchcat scoops them both up in a hug, and he's just like, oh yeah, I'm joining in on this too. I could spend my days in Duckburg, and spend my nights in St. Canard, and sleep on the way there. I don't think that's safe, Launchpad, but you know what, all right then. Uncle Launchpad is here to stay. And then... And then- <laughs> Wanda finds, says it's very sweet, but there's a crime in progress. So they have to hop on the rat catcher and get dangerous. And we see them all zoom down on the rat catcher into, onto St. Canard Boots to go fight some crime. Yep, and that's how our episode ends. Overall, this was an outstanding episode. Yeah. The, the animators who worked on it did an, an amazing job. The, some of the animations were so fluid and vibrant. Generally wonderful. And the story writing of it as well was too good. There's so many Easter eggs. Most we didn't even get to get into because we had to keep this as short as we possibly could. I think mm-hmm. we even went over. But, and so how many dimes do you give this, this out of five? How many dimes do you give this episode? Out of five? Yeah. Hmm. I, this, this episode was just too good. I gotta give it a 4.5 times out of five. I think I would give it the same and only the 0.5 would be for my little tiny nitpicks like the fearsome four not staying and I felt towards the end it felt like the DuckTales storyline was a little bit more than I would have liked it. Mm-hmm. Understandable, understandable. Well, I guess that will wrap it up. We'll have to say goodnight but maybe this will be a new podcast maybe it could be a spinoff podcast like this uh like this uh episode was kind of trying to be for darkwing maybe it'll be a spinoff podcast yeah if you guys are interested we might just continue this yep going all the way back to the first episode uh-huh. so but this was the duck bug files um, the Kells Podcast. We'll catch you guys later. Night. You get to the ramrod. We've got this. You're an actor and a launch pad. How are you going to stop four supervillains? Well, technically, Bushroot isn't really a villain, per se. <gasps> That's right. I keep forgetting your nerds. Come on, you nerds. Let's get, get dangerous. dangerous.